Hello, everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, the podcast, episode number 19. Nope, episode 20. Just kidding. Uh, This is a podcast focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And for those of you who don't know what that is, you will soon, definitely by the end of this episode. So just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who has listened to Hotter Than Health and has uh, asked questions and provided feedback and rated, reviewed, commented, liked, shared. Um, So if you're, you know, not to shamelessly plug myself over and over, but just uh, if you haven't left a comment or a review or checked out the iTunes page, go check it out. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on my website if you want to take a look there. And um always loving your content, always loving your, I mean, comments and sharing and all that amazing stuff. So if you've been listening, thank you so much. If you are just now tuning in, then welcome. My name is Eliza Gelman. I'm the creator of Hotter Than Health, and you can also find me on Instagram at Eliza G underscore fitness. And, um, you know, posting lots of stuff throughout the day. Right now, there's a picture live on my Instagram of my little podcast setup. Got an amazing little candle that smells like men's cologne. I've got a booby mug that my sister got for me. I've got beautiful flowers for my stepsister's wedding. Um, You unfortunately cannot see the large scar on the side of my face that I now have because I got highlights two weeks ago. And the shampoo that I used um, that normal people can use uh, just burnt the shit out of my skull. So my entire, uh, my entire head was just in flames for like a week and I kept itching and everyone is like, Oh wow, girl with lice, sexy. And, um, nope, not lice, just my skull on fire. And, um, it was like the dye inside of the shampoo that I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to henna and any kind of cheap dye, not saying this was cheap dye, but, um, there was dye in it that I guess had an ingredient that my skin did not like. So, uh, if I ever have to shave my head, I'm sure it will look like the top of the moon. It would be so beautiful, full of craters and scars. Mm, anyways, new year, new me, probably going to do a scalp rejuvenation treatment if, if that's anywhere. So if you guys know of anything, that'd be great. But anyways, yeah, big scar on the side of my head. Gonna Manderma the shit out of this and see what I can do. Cause I guess the shampoo like leaked onto my, um, face skin. Awesome. Anyways, enough about my epidermis. So this is going to be not too long of a podcast, but I figured, hey, what the health? It's been um, it's been a number of months since we started the podcast. We've gone through a ton of content, and um, I'm sure you guys are saying, hey, Eliza, what is your you know what are your top tips for the new year, going into the new year, rounding out the old year. And I would just like to say first, because I have not yet, Happy New Year's Eve. I'm assuming that 99% of people listening to this podcast will maybe have a beverage tonight, will maybe have a shot, will maybe go out too late, uh, will be with friends celebrating. Or if you are one of the lucky ones, you won't be doing that or standing in line at a bar or spending too much money on a ticket. But who am I? I'm just a girl who's probably going to do all of those things tonight. Um, but yeah, so just wanted to recap on everything and give you guys some of my top tips. It won't take very long, but you know, I I can understand that not everyone is going to listen to every single episode, although I wish you would, uh, not everyone's going to listen to every single episode. So wanted to show you guys my top 10 favorite points of the podcast and my Instagram and all these different things, basically top 10 health tips of 2018, whether it be mental health, physical, um, 
that type of thing. I just thought it was important to give you guys a bit of a summary and just keep you up to date with some of my goals that have been going on. Um, let's see what else has been going on in my life as of late. Mm, I was in Charlotte for Christmas last weekend was the first week that I hadn't done the podcast and I just gave it a little bit of a break for the holiday season. That was great. We did uh, Christmas in Charlotte and then spent a shit ton of time with family in Charlotte. No, I'm sorry. Did Christmas in Charleston and then did a bunch of stuff with family at home in Charlotte beforehand. And uh, this is the way to go. I know that everyone has Christmas traditions and things like that. I think it's beautiful. I want to have my own, you know, it's amazing to spend it with family, but I spent better quality time with my family, uh, like my dad, stepdad, stepmom, grandparents, sister. I spent the best quality time with them on the days leading up to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because um, I feel like everyone's still in voca- vacation mode, but they're not in the day of the holiday where they're, you know, potentially stressed out, they're hosting people, they're driving to grandma's house, they're driving, you know, all around. So, you know, I went and got my nails done with my sister and my stepmom and that was really nice. And we actually got to sit and talk and chill and then go get wine. And, you know, it was a really nice time to be in Charlotte and, um, you know, traffic wasn't crazy. There was football playing. Like it was an awesome time. Super happy about it. Highly recommend getting your quality time in, couple days before Christmas, I have found that it's great. Also, if your dad's side of the family is Jewish, it also helps not be stressed over the holidays because they aren't doing much. Anyways, like I've said in other podcasts, I'm going to make Passover cool again. So if anyone wants to join me for Passover or let me know when it is or what it is, um, I am bound and determined to really get into the inner makings of the Jewish side of me this year. So mazel. Let's get going with these top 10 tips. Cool, cool, cool. So some of my favorites, and I will, they're not necessarily in order, but they're kind of in order. So the first one, proper food combining and why. So proper food combining is basically just rearranging what you eat in order to, you know, rearranging the order of the foods that you eat to maximize the absorption and the nutrition um, that you get out of the food. It will help with digestion because different types of foods digest at different paces. So just making sure that you are um, eating foods in the proper order in order to maximize the benefits of those foods. So for example, a lot of people say steak and potatoes, great combination, wrong. So starchy carbs like potatoes and things like, and protein, especially heavy protein like steak, not not great proper food combining. You don't want to combine your heavy protein and your heavy carb. You want to combine your heavy protein with a leafy green, and then you can do your you know, heavy starchy carb with another leafy green or with a fat. So that's why things like avocado toast are, you know, those are properly food combined. And then things like if you wanted to have a steak or a, you know, piece of salmon over a kale salad massaged with lemon, you know, you want to massage lemon on top of the kale because it kale has vitamin D and um, it's better absorbed with citrus, which has vitamin C in it, blah, 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 blah. We won't get into that. But also huge, huge, huge proper food combining tip um, is the fruit. So let's get into the fruit really quick and then we'll move on to the next one. So for proper food combining, like if you're going to take anything out of this podcast, know this. If you're going to be eating a solid fruit, let's say just an apple, just a handful of grapes, a bunch of raspberries, fruits digest faster than any other food. 
Except for bananas. We're not going to talk about bananas. You can look that up on your own. It's a little different. They're a little bit slower. But, um, you know, watery fruits like that, they digest faster than almost any other food. So if you are going to eat fruit throughout the day, um, you're probably going to expect a little bit of bloating unless you just have like a super fiery hot digestive system and you're totally fine and you never bloat, you superhuman freak. But um, yeah, I would recommend eating fruit on a empty stomach in the morning as the first thing that you eat. If you're going to eat it through the middle of the day, make sure that it's the first thing that you eat and probably I'd say like 30 minutes before your first meal or 20 at least on an empty stomach. Um, that way, if you think of it like this, if you eat, you know, mm, potato salad and it's got a bunch of potatoes in it and it's heavy and your body is trying to digest it. And then you, you know, it'll probably take, let's say, let's just say, for example, say it takes, it takes an hour to digest potato salad. And then you eat an orange or uh, a cup of raspberries 20 minutes after or an apple. Then those raspberries or that piece of fruit is going to want to digest a lot faster than that potato salad. So it's going to be like creating all these air bubbles and pockets and it's going to be trying to get around the potato salad and it's going to cause a lot of inflammation and uh, digestion issues and indigestion and gas and things like that. So you just don't want to do it. Uh, eat your fruit on an empty stomach. If Also, if you're going to be eating melon, make sure, sure, sure you do it on an empty stomach or not at all because those are super easily fermented vegetable or fruits. So Melons are a beast of their own. So melons on an empty stomach or not at all, or fruit on as much of an empty stomach as possible. Great. So that's proper food combining. Um, number two with my health tips, I am a huge, 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 huge proponent for fiber rich foods. So fiber basically is the indigestible part of a carbohydrate. So when you're eating carbs like whole grains or lentils or quinoa, it's super fiber dense as well. So let's say you have um, a piece of bread and it has 10 grams of carbs and it has three grams of protein. I mean, three grams of fiber. Then you actually are only getting like seven net carbs because your body physically can't digest the fiber. So fiber is just something that picks up uh, toxins and crap and, you know, other bits of food that you haven't digested quite yet, it picks them up through your digestive tract and escorts them out. It escorts out um, things that you don't want in there. And so that's where you poop. So that's what your morning conference call is, is basically just fiber um, doing its job and escorting all the toxins out of your body through your beehole. hole um, Anyways, I'm a huge proponent for fiber-rich foods. Some of my favorite are um, super well-massaged kale. Uh, whoops, sorry about that super well-massaged kale. I love raspberries. Those are amazing. I don't eat a ton of fruit. I probably should eat some more, but um, yeah, that's an amazing, amazing source of fiber. Broccoli has a ton of fiber. Asparagus, basically any leafy green um, lentils are a lot of fiber. So those are just a couple little bits. And just so you know, um, the average American is probably getting like 20, 25 grams of fiber per day. You want to be getting like at least 35. And as you try and up your fiber intake, you also need to be upping your water because water is the only way that you can flush out that fiber. So do yourself a favor Favor if you are not regular yet with your conference calls, um, then up your fiber intake by like five grams per day if you can. That's maybe a cup of raspberries or um, an extra cup of lentils or an extra cup of leafy greens. And, you know, have an extra cup of water 
throughout the day, that would be super, super helpful. Um, make sure that you're cooking down most of your vegetables and saving some of the raw cruciferous vegetables for when you're eating um, not with other things because it's similar. You want to make sure your body has um, all the time it needs to digest those raw cruciferous vegetables. Cool. Um, the next one that I have number three on my top 10 2008, um, health tips are antioxidants. Antioxidants are basically just, um, the ninja warriors that help your body fight inflammation and it helps fight free radicals. And it basically just helps repair cells in your body. So, uh, diet that's super rich in antioxidants, and I'll give you some examples of what those are. A diet that's super rich in antioxidants is going to allow you to have more youthful skin. It'll make you have more energy. It will um, help your liver function, your kidney function, your hormones function properly. It will um, basically just revitalize your internal organs and your cells and make sure that everything is working properly because it basically just, it helps the aging effects of your cells. So if you're helping the aging effects of your cells, then you can basically bet that you're helping every little bit of your being, right? So um, one of my favorite sources of antioxidants, and it's basically just like a super concentrated version of antioxidants, um, and it's spirulina. So I get my spirulina at Whole Foods. It comes in like a little plastic Tupperware jar that you screw on the top. It's this dark, beautiful, royal green type color. Um, it smells kind of fishy, not going to lie. I mean, it's like, it kind of smells like seawater. Um, doesn't smell the best, so I wouldn't sniff it. Just don't put your face in it. And I like to mix mine with a, like a green smoothie. You can put it in guacamole. You can put it into stews and soups and things like that. But I think the most popular way to do it is either just like mix in a tablespoon into your coconut water and just chug it and shut the fuck up and do it. Or is to put it in your smoothies, which is what I do. I do like some celery, some cucumber, some romaine, uh, a pear, and an a lemon and maybe an apple and like one huge scoop of spirulina and it makes it this beautiful, amazing color. So that is super, super, super rich in antioxidants. Um, dark leafy greens, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, um, all those different things. Amazing for antioxidants. Highly recommend upping those as well, especially if you are um, trying to boost your skin, trying to revitalize your um, complexion a little bit. Um, it's, it's incredible. It will give you a little bit more energy. It will just revitalize everything. Won't get too into that. We do have another podcast. Um, I think it was three, two or three podcasts ago, and it's basically all about antioxidants. So go listen to that. There are a couple of good analogies that will help you really understand what antioxidants are for and um, why they're so important if you don't really understand it right now. Um, this one really should be my number one health tip for 2018 because I've just been so obsessed with it and it's changed my life. It's the morning routine. I've talked about it nonstop for the past year, year and a half. And, um, I truly believe that it is one of the things that has helped me clear my mind for the past year. That and therapy. I mean, therapy's the shit I'm telling you guys, therapy therapists are the vegetables of people. And I've said it before, you'll hear me say it again. Um, if you need therapy or if you even don't need therapy, you know, don't, they're preventative. They're great. So, um, yeah, the morning routine, I would just want to explain to you guys why I believe it's so important is because the way you start your day is almost always the way your day is going to be. If you start your day with a couple minutes of you time, um, kind of a slow down pace, 
if you, then your day is going to be so much more calm. You're going to be able to make decisions more clearly. You're going to not react so quickly and you will be able to take things, um, with a grain of salt a little bit more easily. Those are some things that I've noticed. I feel like I've, I used to take things really personally all the time and my confidence was low and I was always anxious. And once I started, creating this morning routine that I was super strict on. I'm not strict on it anymore. It's just like how my life is. Um, I genuinely think that my whole demeanor has calmed down. I've been more approachable. I've been more able to approach people. So this is basically how my morning goes. And it starts at night by me sleeping with my phone on airplane mode as often as I can. Your alarm will still go off if you're on airplane mode. It just doesn't allow text messages. So you won't be like pinging cell towers. And I swear there's just like an, uh, there's less energy in the room, which is amazing, which is what you need while you're sleeping. So in the morning I will wake up. I will not look at my phone. My alarm will go off. I'll turn it off quickly and then I'll put my phone back down. I'll get out of bed. I'll put my robe on and wash my face, brush my teeth. As soon as I'm done with that, I will go into my kitchen. My kettle already has water in it. So I'll flip that on. And while the kettle is warming up, I put my coffee into my French press and wait for the kettle to boil and whistle and sing. Um, while I'm waiting, I read my one page from the daily stoic. And, um, I just actually ordered eight copies of the Daily Stoic, and I just got them all, and I'm going to do a little giveaway for anyone who is interested. So, um, I, yeah, so I just did, I'm going to do a little giveaway, so be on the lookout for that on at Eliza G underscore fitness, and um, the Daily Stoic is basically just this book, and I'm not a reader, you know, I'm, I love reading, but I'm not a fast reader, so everything takes me forever. It took me, there's this one amazing book that I just finished, um, The Wind-Up Bird Chronicles by Murakami. It took me a year and a half and it took my sister like 15 minutes, maybe 30. Um, you know, I'm, I love reading it, but I just, I'm slow. So I read one page per day. It has one message. It has 365 messages. So one per day, anyone can do it. Um, I write little notes in it, probably, you know, five out of the seven days of the week, I'll highlight one little sentence that I try and focus on. Um, and even if I don't really think about that quote throughout the day, it's still conscious in my mind in my subconscious, I think. Um, and it kind of helps me just calm down. It's basically just reaffirming that we just need to be stoic and we need to focus on what we can control, not focus on what people think about us, but it makes it easier to digest and understand. Um, it's so easy for us to just say, don't care what people think, fuck what they say. It's hard to not care what people say. It's really difficult, especially with social media and especially with friends. I mean, with family, it doesn't matter what kind of life you live. It's everyone is a victim to it. And, um, this book just really helps you digest and take a step back. Um, it's been really beneficial. So be on the lookout for that, but I'll read one page of that. And then by the time I'm done with that, the kettle is usually boiling and I will pour water into the French press, let it sit for three minutes. While I do that, I, um, I'll like get the creamer out of the fridge, which is just coconut water. I mean, coconut milk. And, um, I let it sit for three minutes and then I press it, pour my coffee. And then as soon as I pour my coffee, so it's probably been like 10 minutes since I've been up, this whole thing has probably taken me 10 minutes. Um, while I'm doing that, I'll probably like move my legs around, stretch out my body for 30 seconds, nothing crazy just to wake up my bones. Um, I'll bring my coffee into my room and then I'll sit on my bed, get all nice and comfy cozy just for a second. And, um, 
I'll turn my lights on, maybe light a candle. And that's when I look at like social media and my text messages and things like that. Um, I only look at it for less than five minutes, but it's my time to look at it so that I, you know, it's something I like to do. Get over it. I, I like to answer DMs. I like to talk to people. I like to figure out what's going on in the world. So I'll look at my phone for five minutes while I sip my coffee, then I'll get ready. And it may sound like a bunch of little steps, but it is something that has changed my life. Um, I first, oh, oh my God, I'm a dingus. The <laughs> doy. Um, what I forgot to mention is 32 ounces of room temperature water. And most days I'll do hot water with lemon and pink Himalayan sea salt, just a pinch. So that's probably every other day that I do that just because sometimes, um, I only want the coffee and I'm waking up super, super early, but I will drink before I drink my coffee, I will drink an entire 32 ounce mason jar, like large, large, large mason jar of room temperature water. And I do that before I have my coffee. I put it out at night so that the next morning it's room temperature because I don't like to shock my system that it's nice and warmy and cozy from the night. Um, I don't like to shock my system with any cold water. So I'll do my room temperature water so that it matches my internal temperature. And that gets things flowing. If you're talking about a morning conference call and you, you know, you had a properly combined dinner, then you're good to go. Okay. You have the 32 ounces of room temp water, and then you have your coffee and, um, see you next Tuesday. It's, it's, you're going to have a good conference call. Anyways, I'm like, without a doubt, that's something you can do while you travel. Um, there's no excuse for not being able to put out a glass of water. I do it at my friend's houses. I did it at my sister's friend's houses when I was staying there over Christmas. I mean, there's no excuse. You can fucking put out a glass of water at night. Okay. That's morning routine. If you haven't found one, try some things out. You might not perfect it immediately, but you're going to find what works for you. Okay. Um, one thing that I don't want to harp on, and I just want to leave you guys with this as number five, and then I'll do the other ones way fast. Um, you don't have to do more to be, be more. Let me repeat that. Cause I stuttered. You don't have to do more to be more. And what I mean by that is you don't have to tack on a million different tasks and please people and do what people think you should be doing or do what you think you should be doing. Try and eliminate the word should. That's my goal in 2018, 19. I don't want to say should anymore. Should is a reflection on either regret for me, it's a either reflection on regret or it's a reflection on what I think other people want of me. And I want to do what's for myself and what's best for those around me, um, to grow myself and grow those around me. So there's really, I don't want to say should. So do your best at what you need to do and what you want to do. And don't feel like you have to tack on more to look like you're just doing busy work to make it look like you're trying to be successful you'll be successful by how you feel at the end of the day. If you feel like you've worked your hardest on one thing, that should be enough. But if you feel like you've like touched 25 or 45%, maybe even 65% on a couple of things, you're going to feel a little bit stressed out. You're not going to quite feel as fulfilled. So you don't have to do more to be more. Just do your very best at what you're doing. That is where fulfillment will come from. And then, um, Six, this is really one of the only really physical things. And you guys know that I love weightlifting. Like today went to the gym, didn't do any cardio, went in, did wide leg heavy squats. Um, and I paired that with 15 burpees, um, belly to the ground with a push up, And those felt really good. Like four sets of 
15 of those. And then I did the reverse hack squat really heavy with some landmine reverse lunges. Then I did like a leg extension with some deadlifts felt really, really good. And I'm feeling strong today. My legs are feeling happy. So, um, my, my go, go, go to's are in this order. They go hit training, H I I T high intensity interval training, then weightlifting, then hot yoga. Those are the three things that I do every single week that has helped me like maintain. And it's incredible. I, if you haven't done hot yoga, get on it. Um, make sure to bring a change of pants cause you'll sweat right through it and you'll be sitting in your own sweaty swamp ass for the rest of the day. So do some hot yoga. It'll change your life. Uh, seven, appreciate what you have while you have it and then still appreciate it while it's gone. If you know somebody who, um, like has to move away or if you know someone who has passed or if you know, um, you're like, are you really miss a friend from high school? Appreciate the time that you had with them. You can always reach out and say hello in most cases. Um, but anytime you start to feel sorry for yourself, you know, absorb that feeling, allow yourself to have it say, you know, this is something that was hard in my life and I'm still getting through it, but I appreciate this person for this time for X, Y, and Z reason. And it's made me a better person because I can, you know, then you can think about how the ways that that person has affected you and how you've been able to affect other people because of that person. Um, that's number seven. Number eight is recheck your birth control. If you're having skin issues and you don't know what the fuck is the problem, if you are having like weight issues and you don't know what the fuck is the problem, and if you are having any type of issues with um, mood swings or uh, like lady problems, yeast infections, like any gyno problems that are crazy, then go check out your birth control because I had what you would think was like the lowest form of hormones, like the most amazing fit for my body, IUD. And as soon as I got it out, my cystic acne has reduced by like 60%. I'm not kidding. I still have crazy scars. It sucks, but, um, skin has gotten so much better. My, um, mood has gotten so much better. I mean, my mood is always pretty, pretty level, but, um, I, I can't tell you how much better I feel just because of that. So, I feel pretty good about that. And I'm not saying that I'm a gynecologist and I can help you, you know, I don't have any like speculums in my, in my bedroom or stirrups, but I can tell you if you haven't explored that route and you've done a bunch of skincare or you've done a bunch of like antibiotics for lady problems, or if you've done anything and you're on birth control and you haven't mixed it up, might be time to either like take, I'm taking a break from mine for at least like four months. It feels really good. And then I'll reintroduce or read think about it. But, um, right now feeling pretty good. Maybe your body just needs a fucking break. So our body changes all the time. So maybe it's just time to give it a second and then use other forms of contraception. Of course, I'm not a doctor and I'm not trying to tell anyone to get off birth control, please. I don't want any freaking babies running around because of me. Um, like hotter than hell baby conference calls everywhere. And, um, okay. Next one, hydration, super simple. I found a, a brand of coconut water that I'm obsessed with. I drink them all the time. Um, they're called Nirvana and they are the best coconut water. They taste like vanilla. They are unfucking real. There's it's the best thing I've ever had. Um, stay hydrated. If you're not staying hydrated, um, think of your colon and your GI tract as a water slide and think of poop as a human. So it's way easier to slide down a wet water slide than a dry one, right? So if you're having problems going to the bathroom with your conference call and you're not regular, then, and if you're not hydrated and with like quality hydration, so 
that means having things like um, electrolytes in your water add that in because it helps escort the water into your cells and stay there a little bit more optimally. Um, not just tap water all the time. If you feel like you're chugging a bunch of water and it's really not working for you, um, add in some antioxidants, uh, or I mean, add in some electrolytes. It might really do the trick. And there's electrolytes in hydration, which is what leads me to my next and last topic, which is going out and drinking. I thought this was fitting for, um, a couple of reasons. My first ever podcast was, and you can look back, it's one of my favorites. It's a bunch of tips on when you go out drinking and you are, you know, trying to make the best decisions possible and trying to be slightly health conscious while you're going out. And you also don't want to feel like dick the next day. So, um, a couple of different things, make sure that you are proper food combining with food before you go out. And I don't mean eat at the same time that you're drinking, but you know, have a meal, have like some smoked salmon on a bed of kale or have, um, if you're just doing some snackies, do cucumbers and hummus if, or rice crackers and hummus. That's a great, uh, that's a great way to do it. You could do a big, huge spinach salad with a bunch of roasted vegetables on top with like a really yummy dressing. Um, there are a lot of different things you can do that will help reduce bloat while you're drinking. Cause the last thing you want to do is be bloaty when you're out. Um, especially tonight where everyone's going to be wearing something like hot and black and all the Cleveland will be showing. It'll be great. But, um, anyways, so drinking a bunch of water throughout the day before, you know, you're going to be drinking. And if you're listening to this at 5 PM and you're like, fuck, I haven't had any water yet today, then it's fine. Go have like 32 ounces of room temperature water. If you have lemon in the house, drink it with a hot water with lemon, pink Himalayan sea salt before you have your glass of wine. If you're already past that already and you've already had champagne and stuff, you can always mix a little bit of bubbly water in your champagne. I've done it a million times. I don't even really like champagne that much because it's so sweet and it kind of makes me feel like ass, but um, you can always do that. You can also get while you're out a tequila water, a tall tequila water with extra, extra lime and just don't leave the lime in the water because those shits are gross and they don't wash them typically. So squeeze a fuck ton of lime and lemon in there. Do a tall tequila water. That way it's like double water and same parts tequila. So that's what I would recommend doing. And the next morning, don't, don't be that person that's just wallowing in pity the next, the whole next day, do yourself a favor, go for a walk. I'm not saying you have to go do sprints or stadium stairs or, um, fucking do burpees all day or go take a high class. I'm just saying go for a walk, move your bones. It will help you beat that next day anxiety, depression, um, throw in a podcast, listen to me, do whatever, um, set some goals for 2018, reflect on the night and accept what happened and appreciate it and know that it's a whole new year. And this is our, this is the chance. Um, and honestly, you don't have to wait until tomorrow to do any of this. If you're not going out tonight, go for a little walk. That'd be great. Go walk your dog, go walk your neighbor's dog. I'm sure they would love that. So, um, anyways, I wanted to end with those 10 top tips. Go get your pens and paper, write down what you like, take what you like, leave what you don't. That's what this podcast is about, is just making sure you guys are finding some value in it. If you know anyone that would find value in that podcast, then um, feel free to share it with them. I know that it touches on a lot of different things. So hopefully you guys can find a little bit of value in that and start adding them and implementing them into your life. Um, if we're talking about 2019, um, goal wise, my goal this year is to just become, you know, a more personable and better coach at Hilo. 
which is where I work. Um, it's to keep up with clients who want meal plans and keep up with their success. Um, the meal plans have been going so great and I'm so proud of everyone I've gotten to work with. Um, and I'm so happy that you guys continue to reach out for the meal plans. It's been unbelievable. This has been the best year of meal plans that I've put together and they make me so happy. Um, I want to keep putting out amazing content. I want to continue to find validation within myself and not through other people and just focus on making sure that I can understand where emotions are coming from and, you know, helping to process them and not just brush them under the rug. I'm sick of the word fresh start. I want to actually handle things. I don't want to keep pushing things away. It has been, um, that's always been an issue for me. So working on that, lighting candles, having my morning routine, um, keeping things in control with, um, with things that I can control and trying not to let things that I can't control bother me too much. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Share, like, comment, uh, do what you can. And I love you all very, very much. I hope everyone has the safest of New Year's Eves. Um, call an Uber, walk somewhere, call a friend, tell your friends where you're going and, um, just have the best time. Drink your water and have a great conference call. I will talk to you guys in 2019. Bye. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.